chapter 8. Turn with me in your Bibles. I've got, I've got a, a not, not much time and I've got to go fast. And I wanna, anybody want to go fast? I want to go fast. Little movie quote, I'm not going to tell you what it's from. All right, we've been talking about this statement, I'm never going to change. I'm going to live my life, seems like no matter what happens, I'm never going to change. We've been seeing in Romans chapter 8 how the Lord says, you are going to change. Just look in the mirror. Look in the mirror from five years ago, from 20 years ago. Look in the mirror. You are changing. Regardless of how you want it to be, you are going to change. How do I know I'm going to change? We're going to read, uh, Mr. Blake, I need Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Can we all turn there real quick? Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I'm going to read out of the NIV. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Starting in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Starting in verse 14. <laughs> For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Verse 15. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought you, brought about your adoption to sonship. And we cry, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Amen. Let's backtrack just a little bit, if we can get back to my uh, um, keynote this morning. We're talking about victory, chapter 8, middle part of chapter 8, talking about victory. How do I know I'm going to change? This is review. I have a new nature. Praise God, I have a new nature. Something different happens in me. I become born again. I get a fresh start. The Bible says those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on that nature and what it desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. I have a physical and spiritual change. But how else do I know I'm going to change? This scripture shows us that I have a new manager I have a manager in the Holy Spirit. Part of the Holy Spirit's job is to lead us and guide us. Romans 8, chapter 9, we looked last week, says this, You, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God is in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. I'm going fast, but hang in there with me. If you don't have the Spirit, you are not saved. It is that plain and simple. If you've asked Christ to come into your heart, do you know what came with that? The Holy Spirit. You may not even know that you have the Holy Spirit, but if you genuinely gave your heart to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, and he's there ready to help you manage your life. And he won't make a bad decision. Ever. How about that for a boss, for a manager, for a supervisor, for an authority? He won't miss it. It's good. How else do I know I'm going to change? How do I know I'm going to change? Get a new nature? Get a new manager? I have a new father. I have a new father. God is my new father, and because of that relationship with him, I am guaranteed a change in my life. You are guaranteed a change in your life. Have you ever noticed that when you have a new relationship, how, how your lifestyle or how the way your life goes changes? Have you ever noticed that? You get a new friend and they have certain interests. 
and you, try to, and you start trying to take on some of their interests. You meet somebody and they have certain pet phrases. I went to Uganda with a, with a group from uh, McMinnville. And you know what? When you stick around somebody for 10 days, you start to rub off on each other. You can't help it. And one of the expressions that this pastor and his kids said was, bless it. Like, oh, goodness gracious, where'd y'all come up with that? I want to cast that out of you. And every time, I'd, oh, bless it. Next thing you know, I'm getting up and I'm going, bless it. And I'm like, <laughs> and last Sunday, something was set up here on stage and we were coming off stage from worship and Tammy goes, bless it. And I'm like, in the name of Jesus, that come out of you right now. But you hang around people and you can't help it. You can't help it. I want you to know when you hang around someone, they're going to start picking up your stuff. What are they going to pick up from you? I, had a, I have, still have a great friend that in my college years loved to go deer hunting. Well, what did I do? Started going deer hunting. Loved it. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time. Was relatively successful. And he'd take me where to go, tell me what to do. I'd shoot it. And then they made me clean it. And... I was ready to cast that demon out, and the, but I cleaned it. But you know what? Things moved on. We're still great friends, but we don't hang out like we used to. What happened? I'm not hunting anymore. You see how much relationship has, what kind of impact it has on you? What about this new relationship with God? God is our Father. Can you imagine how much that would or should change us? I've talked to a lot of people about God being their father, and I've found that there are some, there are few that have no problem accepting father as God God as father. But for most people, we recognize that it's a difficult transition. Maybe it's that their father on earth was such a bad, poor example, or that the circumstances that they're going through right now makes it so difficult to receive God as father God. Maybe it's been that they've never been able to really express, express or feel love expressed to them. There's lots of, lots of reasons, but this morning I want to give you some ways of a growing assurance that God is our Father and that God is changing us. How do I know I have a new Father? How do I know I have a new Father? Number one, I am led by God's Spirit. Every time I let God's Spirit direct my life, it grows the assurance in my life that He's my Father and that I can trust Him. How many of you know that when you, when you, when you walk with someone and you trust in them and they come through, the relationship grows? How many of you know that when you trust someone and you walk with them and they don't come through, how much it suffers? I'm led by God's Spirit. And if you take a look at the Bible, you would see how God would lead his people in so many different ways. Do you remember in the Old Testament, the children of Israel were going to the promised land, and how did God lead them? He led them in a particular way. He put a pillar of fire at night in front of them. And during the day, he gave them a cloud by day. And there were so many things that happened with that. It was to lead them. It was to protect them. It was to comfort them. It was to let them know God is here. It had to be obvious that all of a sudden a fire by night, I wonder what that looked like. But how many of you would like a fire at night to know where to go? When it gets dark, to have the assurance that God the Father 
is watching over me right now. And then in the, in the heat of day, the cloud would come and bring coolness. Can I just tell you, God is all about you. Now, don't, not, God's not all about you. Don't get that wrong. God, God's heart is towards you. He's thinking about you. I believe at the throne of God it's being talked. Jesus Christ is talking about you to him. Your future is in his hands. He's the creator. As great as God is, you know how I've got four kids and how, how bizarre it is that God makes you that you can love them so much in, in different ways and in equal ways. Well, the same way God loves you and right now is thinking all about you. How awesome is that? I'm led by God's Spirit. You might remember in the book of Daniel when, when God wanted to give him a message. Do you remember? What, do you remember you've ever heard the expression, the handwriting's on the wall? Well, literally, a hand comes up and starts writing on a wall. I mean, it sounds like Tales from the Crypt. Or anybody remember that from the 80s? It was not a show I would recommend. But a hand appears. And starts writing on the wall. Do you think that's something we ought to pay attention to? God literally brought out a hand and wrote it on the wall. What was the uh, 80s show that the hand would... The Adams Family? I'm just trying to give you an image. Elizabeth's like, oh goodness gracious, what are you doing? Can you get an image of a hand just appearing? You might remember that God literally spoke to some prophets... So he could speak to the people a lot of different ways. Think of it like a compass. God wanted to always give a compass so that it would always point north and you could always know the way to go. Do you know when you ask God which way to go, he'll tell you? Imagine that. The pillar of fire left one day and they didn't have the compass anymore and they didn't listen to the prophets and they lost their compass. God wanted to put the compass back into their hands and make sure that they would never lose their way. And that's what the Lord wants to do today, to place a compass in your hand so that you won't lose your way. How does he do that? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. The compass is now within us. God's Spirit is in our life. I'm led by God's, if I'm led by God's Spirit, then I know that God is my Father. He is my spiritual compass, not the world around us, but the Spirit of God. It's very important that we know this. It says this, we are led by God's Spirit. We are led by God's Spirit. Can I phrase it? Can I tell you how it's not said? It's not said we are driven by God's Spirit. We're led. A lot of people... Will, including myself, would like to be driven. I'd like to just be the chauffeur and just make sure I get there safely and all the blessings that, that you want to give me, just make sure I get there. But the Lord says, no, you get to choose. I want you to choose me. You want the blessings of the Lord? Choose the Lord. Know the Lord. Choose the Lord. He, God is so good. Many of you may have had an extremely controlling dad that wouldn't let you choose. God the Father lets you choose. He is a good 
daddy. He gives us a choice. He leads out in front of us like a shepherd and we choose to follow. All we have to admit is that sometimes, you know what, we choose not to follow. God's decided to lead us, not drive us. And when I follow the leadership, I have, when I follow his leadership, I have the growing assurance that he's a father I can trust. In my own testimony, he has never, never let me down. Never. Everybody say never. Never. And he won't. It's not his character. He can't do it. It's not in him anywhere to fail. Can you grasp that? It's not possible for God to miss it. So when we are led by his spirit, you are not going to miss it. I can trust him more than my opinions. I can trust him more than my emotions. I can trust him more than my culture. I can trust him. How else do I know that I have a father? How else do I know that God is my new father? I am no longer a slave to fear. Now, I read that quickly this morning, but let's read it again. Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 15 says, For you do not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. If I can give you just a little bit of education here, it might interest you to know that the Greek language, there are several words for the word child. One is techna, which means little child. Like a little child in the house, a six-year-old kindergartner running around. But there's another word that's used here. It's huos. It means adult child. It means that the child has the full responsibilities and inheritance already bestowed upon him. That's the word that you and I use as adults for the word God's child. I'm not running around here immature, even though sometimes we do, but that's not what it's talking about as a, as, a, as a child in diapers. I am literally God's child, just like I am my parent's child. I am an adult. It literally means adult son. But you know what? That's not politically correct. We should say adult sons and daughters. But let me explain that to you. It's important for me to tell you we are all sons of God. Why do I say that? Because the Bible is very clear to say that we're all sons of God because in that day the daughter would not receive any inheritance. Now hang in there with me. A daughter would not receive all the riches of the household. So in a sense spiritually we're all sons of God because all of us equally receive the inheritance of God. All of us, all of us are firstborn sons. All of us. In the sense that, that receive all that God has to give. And he doesn't hold some for others and give more to others. We receive the inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ. We. Have you received Jesus Christ? That's you. He is talking specifically about you. 
You and I are changed when we realize that the fear that was part of our lives that before we were born to Christ, before we were his child, we know we can trust him no matter the situation, whether it's death, whether it's our lives falling apart, whether it's our children, whether whatever situation, it is an incredible assurance to know that God is there for us. In the Romans culture of Paul's day, an adopted son was a son that was deliberately chosen by the father to perpetuate the name and the inheritance to the estate. It's as if, as though you who are believers, it's as if God has come to you and said, I want you to be my son, my daughter. I deliberately choose you to have my name. Deliberately, I want to give you my blessing. I want to give you the joy and the fulfillment and the purpose that can only come from me, from God. That's what he's saying to us. And do you know the, the rules of adoption? When you adopt a child, you can't ever undo it. Ever. And you know when he adopts us, it's a choice. He's, he has chosen us. Knowing everything we would ever do, however we would act, whatever actions we would have, he already knows the beginning to the end. And he chose you. And he chose me. What does it mean that he's my father? How do I know that he's my father? The third thing. How do I know I have a new father? I cry out his name. Can I ask you something? As a Christian, have you ever been in such, a, in such a position that you cry out, Jesus, help me. God, help me. Do you know what that is? That's no different than my eight-year-old going, Daddy! Spider! They don't yell, Mommy. Mommy's not going to get the Spider. They yell, Daddy. And how do they know I'm their daddy? I come. Sometimes I send Pete. I'm teaching Pete to be a daddy. Go kill the spotter, Pete. How do I know? Who do I cry out to when I'm hurting? Father. You may not know it. You may not have associated it that way, but that's how a child cries to their help. Daddy. When you cry out, who do you cry out to? If you're saved, you're going to have one of those moments where you've got no one else to cry out to but God. You know what you've just done? You don't realize it, but you're crying, Daddy. That's how I know I have a new father. Can y'all see that at all? When I call out God's name, it's a growing assurance that that's the Father that I need. That His name is here, written out for us. We cry out His name, Abba, Father. Jesus used these names. The night before He died, He cried out to God and said, Abba, Father, everything is possible with you. Take this cup from me, and yet not my will, but yours be done. What does Abba, Father mean? The word Abba and Father are the Aramaic and the Greek words for Father. And you know what? And I'm almost done. It's interesting that he used both words. Abba, Father. What he's saying is both to the Jew and the Gentile. All are included. 
God is willing to be the father of us all. Not just one race, one people, but all of us. Everyone is included, but it means something else. The word Abba, the Aramaic word that's used here is an intimate term for God. It's the word that we use. I've just used it. I'm sure if you've been in the Christian circles, especially in the spirit-filled circles, what does Abba mean? Daddy or Papa. The word Father, if we went back, Abba, Father, the word Father is the formal term. The term is often used in the household. This is telling us that when these are used side by side, both intimacy and authority are included. We want to struggle sometimes with Abba being daddy, but where's the authority of God? Abba, Father. He is everything at all times to us. He is love. He is faithful. He has wrath. He has the full gamut when he comes. And if it's intimacy that we need, he gives. When it's war that we need, he wars. When there's victory needed, there's victory. When redemption, when forgiveness, it all comes. Abba, Father, I have Daddy who will rescue me. I can run into his arms. That may sound so anti-man. It is so manly to have a good Daddy. I'm going to keep pounding this until we get it. Christianity is not sissy. It is victory. And it is breakthrough. And it's successful marriages and kids and breakthrough and jobs and you name it. We're going to have a full table tonight out of the direct provision of the Lord. I want to encourage you as I get off track just a little bit. It's time to be thankful. And I want to encourage you. If you've never come, even if you have come and you're not feeling like coming tonight, come. It is spiritual. It is by the word, fellowship, breaking bread, hanging out together, loving on each other, enjoying the feast of God. Come tonight. Please be a part of what we do. We need to cry out his name. Number four, how do I know he's my father? i got to finish. The Spirit testifies. Did you read that? The part of the job of this Holy Spirit is to testify and to remind you that you're his. The Spirit testifies that with my spirit, we are his children. He tells me within. He lets me know that God's my father. He'll be here in the darkness, in the quiet of night. With this assurance that God is my father comes a promise. The promise is this, that God's children are God's heirs. What a deal. He's not only going to take care of me and lead me where I need to go, but he's going to bless me. That's, that's the kind of daddy I like. Romans 8. Oh, shoot. Stay. Stay. Romans 8, 17, if we're God's children, we're, we're his heirs. If we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering, that we may also share in his glory. Note the condition, suffering with Christ. Next week we're going to talk about that. Oh, no, the suffering. No, it's going to be good. It's good. If we ever needed hope, let me tell you, do you need hope? If you don't need hope, probably got not, not going to get anything next week. Do you need hope? Come next week. God is all about hope. God is all about fulfilling godly hope. Not worldly hope that doesn't last. Kingdom hope.
Kingdom. Kingdom. Romans 8.28, how does that really work in my life? Do you all know Romans 8.28? God works out good for all. God works out all things for good for those who love him and are called to his purpose. How does that really work in my life? You might want to enjoy your new nature this week. That's what we're going to look at next week. You might want to enjoy your new nature this week by taking time to thank God. Let me tell you, you got a choice to thank God. Before I would have followed the, the temptation not to, but today I have a choice. Before I would have cut that guy off over here on 111, but now I have a choice. You know what? Sometimes I still cut him off, but I had a choice. We need a red light down here. Be praying that the state will get going. Had another major wreck down here Wednesday night. We need a red light down here. You might want to take him this week and enjoy your new manager of the Holy Spirit by practicing spirit-controlled living in your family. You might want to take some time and enjoy this aspect that God is my new father. I want to recommend that everyone do this by, some more, by using a more familiar name that when you cry out to God, cry out Daddy, cry out Papa, cry out my Father. Maybe just by saying Father. Maybe you've never been able to say Father to God. Do you know that that's the way Jesus taught us to, to pray? When Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. Father. We all pray with me. Let's stand up together. Well, Father God, we just worship you. And we acknowledge you as Father today. Lord, so many times we feel hopeless. We feel like that we can't change. We feel like that we're going to be the same, that we're not going to grow. But I thank you, Lord, that's not true. As believers in you, we want to affirm together this morning these truths from Romans chapter 8. We do have a new nature. I thank you I'm not who I was. We can choose. We can choose to please you when we live according to your power and not our own. Lord, forgive us for sometimes taking on our own control over our life, trying to live the Christian life on our own power. Lord, help us to plug into your power through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Lord, I thank you for new management in my life. I thank you that, Lord, when I decide, I mess up. But, Lord, when you decide, you never mess up. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Did you have a daddy that ran out on you? Father God's love never fails. He never gives up. He never runs out on you. Lord, I thank you that you are our new father. I thank you for intimacy and the authority that comes into our lives because you are our father. So, Father, we pray that you would help us enjoy who you are. And, Lord, live our lives to glorify you. Have you received Jesus? Receive him right now where you sit. It says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have all fallen short. We have all sinned. But if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. And I want you to know, if you've not done that, the Holy Spirit is leading you this morning to make that decision. Would you choose Christ this day?
What are you battling today, church? Choose Christ this day and cry out to him, Abba, Father. I just want to encourage you. If you're receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I want you to step out and let us pray with you. If you need prayer for any reason, step out and let's cry out to the Father together. Those that are ministering with me, come on down this morning. Father God, I just ask you to break every chain that we might have that might hinder us from coming to you this morning and asking for help. You are our very present help in time of need. Lord, I know that you are here waiting. Lord, let our pride, let our hard hearts be softened and let us come to you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.